It's Tom. It's Jake. You already know. It's pretty spot on. All ready. All right, we are back for another quick take. Yee-yee. So what are we doing today? I think today we want to break down and talk about, well, not break down. I think just talk about our first real big set budget experience. Like, yeah. you know, like I feel like everyone has that moment where they cross that threshold of like doing run and gun stuff and landing their first big budget project, music video for film, whatever it is. And for us, this was, um, this Jesse McCartney, super bad video that, uh, I had the opportunity to direct and brought you on to DP. This was shortly after we met when we moved to LA, maybe like six months of knowing each other. I think we briefly touched on it um you know in a previous episode when we were talking about our journeys as filmmakers and moving to LA and i think it was yeah a couple months um after being there this project kind of fell into my lap and i can talk about how that happened cuz i think it's it's good to know of what what led to this opportunity like this the super bad video big budget video um for at least me i i want to i don't know first off i don't know what exactly the budget was i think because. we speculated in a previous episode it was yeah. definitely floating in that 30 to 40 i right. would think at given least. this like at least the numbers i saw for camera lighting and crew i know just my aspect of it was probably close to like 10 or 15 yeah i know that location that model my rate the exactly. cruise rate steady can't like er- so, yeah i mean yeah. just uh everything right um i mean i guess the best way so yeah anyone listening this is a video that we shot back in 2014 because yeah or, yeah 2014 I think so yeah and february because it was valentine's day yeah. yeah yeah and yeah that though that this video has been out for a while now at the date of this recording i think it's worth mentioning like this yeah as you said like was our first big video like prior to this and even I, I independently for me this is the biggest project i'd ever done um and i think for you like we were definitely in a grind mode of like doing five or maybe probably even smaller like sub, yeah. sub 5k music videos i want to say like two to five yeah you know go out music videos. shoot you edit it have it done in a day like that was very much like rinse wash repeat so I felt like this, we were kind of thrown into the deep end because like I, it's not like we kind of eased into this. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a cool episode because anyone listening might find themselves or have already found themselves in a situation where they're like thrust in the deep end and you just have to like learn how to swim. Yeah. So to give a little context on how this project came about, funny enough, we just talked about it in a previous episode. Yeah, Yeah. This, the guy who produced this music video is ultimately the one that on the next go around skipped town and none of the crew got paid. But, um, how, I met him, he actually brought me onto this project and how that kind of came about is I was in super grind mode doing all the music videos for Kyle, Futuristic, building the YouTube channel, was growing a following on there. And this producer uh, was following me and following the journey. And he asked me, like he he had this project for this artist called Raheem Devon, who's an R&B artist, pretty popular. And he flew me out to, again, this is uh, the DMV area where that guy's from. And and I basically shot, directed, uh, edited, like was my own gaffer. Like I did everything. I was a one-man band uh, for this kind of small 
music video for this RB R and B artist. And he needed someone that could like on a small scale, kill everything. And he had saw my work all over YouTube and every, all the yeah, videos cool. I was doing is like, yo, this guy can get all of it done for the budget that I, I have for this small kind of R and B like video. And so I crushed it. And that was by far at the time, the most I'd ever got paid for a video that I, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, he paid me 4k and I was just like, like, dude, this is crazy. To, and so to shoot DP edit. Yeah. To shoot DP edit. Kinda, you're looking back at it, like, dude, that's he for sure took it. Yeah. I don't even know what the budget of that R and B video was, but like literally I had like my own like makeshift dolly track of PVC pipe and like oh, yeah, was doing <laughs> Sony. It was when I had my Sony FS 700 and I was like doing, I did some really cool stuff. I actually did a bunch of in camera tricks too, uh, with like oh, glass and different things. So yeah. before obviously prism and everything, but, um, Anyway, so I crushed it, right? And then, you know, this is now months later, I get a call from him and he was just like, hey, I have this Jesse McCartney project that kind of like fell into my plate. Here's a song. Would you be interested in directing it if like Jesse okays your work? And I was like, absolutely. And so he sent Jesse my reel which I, you know, I had put together from, you know, all the music videos I was shooting, the fruit snacks and cups of Patron, Kyle, like all the music videos I'd done with him on my Sony FS 700 DSLR with Kyle DY that Raheem Devon video. And Jesse was just like, yo, I like his work. Let's yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it, you know? And so he okayed it. And all of a sudden I now got brought on to, to do this project. They had a rough outline of what they wanted to do for the project. I had to piece together a little treatment yeah. based on what he wanted to do, but it was pretty much already laid out. Jesse had an idea of like what he wanted to do for the video. Um, he kind of always has had his own for ideas. Sure. You know, a lot of artists do a lot don't, but. So thinking on this project, there's a few like instances and stories that I think the format of this episode I mean, because I, I, us being a little out of our element or out of our depth, like I feel like I learned so much on this shoot, and even just you and I riffing before, it's like, oh man, remember this, remember that. I remember kind of going into that day. Do you remember, like, I think first and foremost, do you remember going into that day the night before? Because I think I was like, yo, can I crash on your couch? Because like a stupid early call time, yeah, yeah. and like you initially were like not into the model they picked and you were like, Jesse's like, dude, do we dude, cancel the video? Out. So hold on. That's a good, like, let's, yeah, where do you let's wind start? it. No, let's wind it back a little bit. That's a good point. So, uh, cause that'll lead right into that's this. Like a night cause we had to did a casting call. And, oh, yeah. and so, so cool. here's what happened. So leading into it, this was my first experience, like with now all this back and forth, right? Cause now you have these calls with the artist, with the management going over the treatment. Oh, we don't like this. Let's change this. We need to set up a casting call. Boom. It wasn't just like, yo, let's roll out onto the street with the homies. We're going to shoot a cool video, put it together. Boom. Like there was just so much more involved in over a time, time period. But yeah. one of the big things we had to do was a casting call to find a girl. And I had never done anything like this. And I still have the photo of like us. We went to this LA casting call place. We're in this thing behind a desk. It was me, Jesse, the producer, Jesse's manager, and uh, one other person too. And literally the most insanely awkward experience of my life. Like literally I, I walk into the casting room and I had to walk by like 20 girls that are all just sitting outside waiting. And they're just coming to the room one at a time. And basically the idea of the video was they had to give Jesse like a personal like fashion show. Like they just came home from shopping. She kind of like is trying on outfits, giving a fashion show. And then at the end of the video, like they're kind of having fun and it's cause it turns into this kind of rock kind of like dun, 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 dun. And so 
Jesse was thinking he wanted a girl that could like kind of like whip her hair and play air guitar and pretend like they're like, you know, having fun like that. And so we had to have these girls like, okay, now play some music and then just like play air guitar and rock out. And like these girls and we're lights are on them. We're sitting behind a desk oh, and yeah. they're just like, like have to start. Oh bro. It was so awkward. Yeah, and then that's funny, f- crazy, funny story. So they had to do two things. They had to do the fashion show, like give us some turns, some looks, some walks. Yeah. That was the first part. And the second part was like air guitar. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for your name. Photo. Boom. They leave. And we had to do that for like 20, 25 girls over two days. But one of the girls mid strut fashion show looks over her shoulders, whatever, just lifts her top and flashes us and then sends it down bro, and just keeps going. And I just remember being so stunned. And afterwards, Jesse was like, well, that was interesting. Like just this girl just flashed all of us. Maybe that was like her way of like standing out. Like, I don't dude, know. it was insane. I mean, but, like you said, there's, I wouldn't even, I, can you, that's so crazy. Can you imagine like in our situation, right? Being in a hallway of like 25 other DPs and the director's like auditioning us. Like that must be so tricky to be in their situation. Unreal. So yeah, that, that is crazy. Though. But anyways, we landed on this girl and, you know, was, you know, really stoked on her. And yeah, the night before, like it just like fell apart. She and bailed. I was, she bailed and I was like freaking out. I had never dealt with anything like this. This and- is definitely like the like the night before. Cause I yeah. think you and I were watching Dude, I references. Could not, I could not sleep at all. I didn't sleep. I literally, my, I was so, I was such a nervous wreck because like it was, I grew up, Jesse McCartney was like the Justin Bieber of like me 100%. growing up all over Disney channel and things. So I'm like, dude, this is such a huge experience for me. It's an artist that like I grew up watching. There's a lot of money on the table. E Hollywood was going to be there to shoot like a behind the scenes interview thing with like the cast and crew and Jesse, mainly Jesse, obviously, and yeah, like yeah. kind of his comeback into music. Cause this was like his first album back, yeah. uh, big budget girl band. Like, dude, I could not so sleep. So what did you, cause I remember we had to pick someone else but was it just basically like you went back to that pool of girls and said like Is Dude, I, don't, I don't even remember i just blacked out and just that i i just remember though there, there was like a text exchange where you're like you like kind of hit Jesse with like, dude, this isn't going to work. This sucks. Yeah. And you're oh, just like, right. yo, do we cancel? Or like, and you're like, no, nah, let's just make it work. And honestly, looking at the video, I think this girl actually crushed it. Yeah, she did. Good but job. I mean, yeah, I, could, you I know. think her name, what was her name? I know her name, Hillary. Hillary Cruz. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did a great job though. Killed it. No, but um, it's just everything like works out. so everything many happens. other elements, you know, that you were probably just like concerned about. So obviously just like, yeah, the night before, I also just remember being like kind of camera prepping in your like loft. And yeah, we basically got like Red Epic, yeah. Master Prime. Yeah. And like, I had never used, because I had a Scarlet at the time and you're like, yo, big budget. Like, I was like, yo, you want to use my red? You're like, no, we're going for the bigger, better mm-hmm. red. I was like, all right. And like, yeah, I remember like I'd never really gone to a, a camera house before and like dealing with like insurance like didn't really know i needed a coi or like what a coi was and they're like the the, the rental house like yo this is like a two hundred thousand dollar value order like you need insurance i was like uh so like figuring all those things out you know but like i remember like when we were in your loft i was like prepping it and like I was like so nervous, bro. Oh, but um, I remember being gassed off those lenses. You remember opening the crate and seeing the lenses? Oh, I'm dude, just using, so- I think at that point, just for context, like we'd been using like your L series. Yeah. I don't even think I had my little like Nikon, like vintage prime. Yeah. So like to go from like a Canon L series 24 to two, or 24 to 70 to like a literally $25,000 master prime. Where I was like, 
damn. Yeah. No. And so that was cool. I'll kind of plant the seeds now. These lenses were incredibly sharp. So sharp oh, that yeah. I joke that if I like were filming you right now, I would probably see a blemish that's gonna come in in a few days. Like you could see every single and I think let's you get go to that. back to the raw footage and yeah, just it's, you see everything. And that comes back in a post afterwards. We'll, we'll circle back to, to that. With, maybe yeah. we'll this is kind of the night before, right? right. The, the the storm before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just setting the seeds and I think you can kind of see where this is going. These lenses were scary sharp. Which yeah. mind you, like for us, we're like, oh, the quality. But like as we'd later find out, it's not like that's sometimes not the most flattering. But anyway, so we get into the day, like stupid early call time for context in Los Angeles in February. Sunset is like at 4 30 p.m. Yeah. So yeah. or maybe five, but that means we had to like start our day at like 5 a.m. Yeah. Drive all the way out to Beverly Hills to this like crazy house. Yeah. And it was just like, I remember like when you hear that alarm clock and I think a lot of people can relate, like at 5 a.m. You're like, oh God, like you just know you're going to right. war. <laughs> you know? So let's go, let's go through the order of the day. We'll just kind of go, you know, what happened and, and all the things that transpired. Cause a lot of just obviously for us first working from camera side, directing side a lot of stuff that was just like we had no idea like that yeah. this was a thing and a lot of kind of issues ultimately everything worked went out pretty well and worked out and video came out great and everyone was happy but i mean there was a lot of like yeah i got a kinda, fun one to start it off so okay. i think to start off the day we're building the camera we found in a, a kind of empty room in the house laid out all the cases i'm building the camera with my good friend john oh, Luke, who's acing and like I have never ever worked with the Steadicam, and mind you, we were like blessed to have like Neil Bryant, who yeah. mind you now is just like he's on God level Steadicam yeah. operator. And mind you, I, I mean he's really. And you look at these shots. This is pre you know stabilizer volt wave. Like this is his stuff is airtight. If you look at this video, yeah. but anyways, we're building, and I've never. I don't know like what that uh, relationship is. I don't know like that Steadicam requires kind of a certain build. I remember giving him the camera, and I had a little like Red Rock Micro follow focus on the lens, and like I I. I I, I'm almost embarrassed saying this, <laughs> but he kind of like very nicely was like, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. Like you need a remote follow focus. I was like, oh, I, I didn't rent a remote follow focus. And fortunately he right. had one in his car and like he worked out like a rental, but like we rented his, but essentially like, cause think about it, a Steadicam is, you know, floating in space. That's what gives you that perfect shot. If you have something like a, a follow focus, like a Red Rock micro follow focus and an AC is like pushing and pull, it's going to mess up the shot. I just didn't know that. And it was just like so funny, like, like literally on the biggest video, I didn't even know that I, and I also, we didn't have a Teradek. I did not know about wireless video. So fortunately, Neil. Here's Neil right here, by the way. Yeah. I pull him up on the screen. So this is Neil, John Luke, first AC, the master prime, me talking to Jesse. This is about getting to, oh, you I know, you getting, had your blonde hair. You you cut, you didn't have your blonde hair. At no, this no, no. I had a nice little you had taper going fade though. going. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I still have that shirt. That's crazy. Hey, but anyways, we look yeah. so young. That's yeah. crazy. Anyway, so basically, I guess to kind of kick off, I was just grossly underprepared. Did steady steady cam was honestly, I think the entire video. I don't even think we had handheld. We had there's like one handheld shot by the pool, and then we put it on like a ladder pod and did like a kind of tripod sure. ladder pod. Actually, I think that was pool. Neil on an Apple box. Yeah, if, yeah, I, if I remember. Yeah. And then we did the classic fish tank. Camera yeah, in the fish true. tank underwater shot. Which we'll get to. But yeah, we'll basically to, but. going into the day, grossly unprepared. Yeah. And I think our first setup, usually on music videos, you kind of go like start light to get into a groove. Our first setup is like, you know, shooting out of the back of a car. Yeah. And like, funny enough, like Neil, bless his heart, like 
that's like actually kind of like a sketchy shot to do. I was like, oh man, can you just like sit on the tailgate of this truck as we go up this Beverly Hills mountain? And he's like, yo, like that's actually really dangerous. Like I'm going to hard mount, which means you just like mounts his arm. I mean, yeah, he was a stud. Like yeah, he really is, made it easy. This but, is the shot right here. Amazing. So if you're watching, I think we're on like a wider lens too. I, I love the way this ended up looking. Yeah. So if you're watching the video. Yeah. This on is YouTube for reference, we're kind of queuing up the shot, but I'll narrate it. I mean, clean. yeah, basically, yeah, that... That still looks good. That's what's so cool about these lenses. They hold up. Like this looks still amazing. And I didn't like overcolor it. I feel like too. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it wasn't I like super like just let it up, you no, know? No, Felt very natural. Yeah. But this is all steady cam here. That house is insane. This is like an intro with a VO to kind of set the scene for the video. Uh, Jesse came out with the VO that he wanted to do. Oh, I remember going in and recording the VO with him too. We went to a, like a Hollywood studio, like recording studio, recorded it. Um, we just kind of wanted to make it feel like a little, <laughs> Jesse wanted a little butt squeeze in there. But yeah, I mean, steady cam work on fire. Nice little Love the bounce card in that. Hey, that's the actually a digitally added flare. And that's what I was talking about with Tropic Color. Remember when I was saying we were talking about the start oh, yeah. of Tropic Color? And I was like, oh, I've bought and used like digital flares. And it was like, I could make something better and for cheaper. And yeah. that was like kind of our conversations because I used them in this video. They're all throughout, like very subtle, nothing crazy. But, um, and then obviously the digital skin softening, which we now sell via Tropic, but that was so expensive back then too. And which I know you said it'll plant the seeds for later. I don't know yeah, if you want to dive yeah, into Yeah, because we're kind of or... like in the actual shooting day, but I'm sure because yeah. Post has its own. Yeah, that's true. That's but yeah, true. so that was kind of my story in regards to like just not being prepared for steady. But like from a directing standpoint, I'm sure you had to like work with Hillary work with Jesse. I'm sure there was, as I'm like dealing with this camera fire that I'm yeah. putting out, I'm sure you had some stuff you were figuring so the, out too. The biggest thing I really remember is just being worried about not making our day because we're just so used to just up and go, shoot, shoot, shoot right away. Or and like, like no lighting or anything. Yeah. And so this was a new experience where it's like, you have to build camera, the steady, those issues. We got to place lighting. There's just so many more moving parts. And so, you know, we get like hour, two hours into the first part we of the day and we haven't shot anything. And I'm just like, dude, what the heck? Like we got to, we got to, got to go. We got to shoot. And it was just like a new experience for me. But the main thing, the issue we ran into or, you know, that I ran into as the director was like the, the hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. So after this car shot, I don't know if you remember, but we moved immediately kind of into the, the like fashion show walkway where there's like that cool glass window alleyway. I think thing. that's why we chose that location. Yeah. It had this. And I can pull up a BTS shot of that here in a second, but we moved into that day and she had to kind of switch between, I think it was like three or four outfits where we we're shooting that first chunk where she like walks up and down with one outfit. We did it a couple of times. Then she would have to go change outfits and we do the same thing. And we're shooting that whole section first. We're not bouncing from shooting in that outfit to then moving locations to the living room to shoot that next part of the video. We had to shoot all of that section. And then once we're wrapped there, move to the next part. But so if there's three or four you know, outfit changes within that walkway area. And then we got to move sets and do the three or four out change, three or four outfit changes again, when she's actually doing the like modeling for him in front of him on the couch. Like, I mean, that's so many that outfit changes. Like most of the day. Yeah. Like the, all of the day, most of it. And, but anyways, the hair and makeup in between outfit changes and like, or changing the outfit and then hair and makeup do the first, the first change, you know, 10 minutes goes by. 15, 20, 30. And I just remember like all of a sudden we're like, I feel like we're like 30, 40 minutes in it. I'm like, what is going, we got to shoot. Like we only got through one shot and, yeah. and I went up to Jesse. I was like, dude, this is taking way too long. Like we gotta, we gotta move. Um, because I had 
gone to them already in the hair and makeup. I was like, Hey guys, we just need to change outfits and go like, we need to shoot. That's kind of and crazy they, to me. Like, and they just kind of, yeah. well, they just kind of pushed me off. I was like, Oh, okay. 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 Like, and they, they weren't listening to me. Um, you know, which was kind of frustrating. I feel like a lot of people struggle with hair and makeup because they want to, we weren't even doing close-ups, right? So it's like, stop worrying about the, all the little details right now. Like yeah. we just need to change outfits and go. And they weren't listening. I go back another 10 minutes passes another 15. I'm like, dude, what the heck? So I went to Jesse. And I was like, Hey, I've already tried to talk to him a couple of times. We need to go. Can you go say something like they're obviously going to listen to you as the artist, you know? And so he went and said something and that kind of sped things up. And you know, we ended up getting through that, but that was my first real experience with like dealing with hair and makeup and trying to like, yo, we're running behind, like just don't worry about the, you know, let's, yeah. let's move, let's move. And yeah, so that was, that was a well, challenge. I think I mentioned it before, but this is yeah. February in Los Angeles. So at four thirty-five, like it is nighttime. Like, so, and like, if we're, and like, as you said, like we're, the day is just slipping away and we have mm -hmm. so many shots like that are day dependent. Like we have pool exterior stuff the morning after, like, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, it was a lot, man. So, um, yeah, here's some of the raw ungraded footage so this is coming just doing the oh talk about that light did you oh who yeah. brought that oh was this that? Is, dude this is all I, I ended up going to wood nickel and getting all this stuff That's crazy. there's that so many well. fa facets to this video yeah so this was going yeah up and basically down the alley. it was a joker inside of a gem ball which yeah. is thinking like a china lantern with an hmi in it there's reviewing the shot just a couple couple moments but so then after that we moved to this living room setup which the windows were extremely dirty and we just spent oh yeah most of our time cleaning the windows so i think my next little story will if you could cue up the shot or maybe a frame from when jesse's sitting in the chair gotcha kind of looking at the fashion show i at this moment in time i mean i sound like a total rookie saying this but like honestly like a lot of what i had done from a lighting standpoint mind you i have I'm like maybe six months into Chapman. I haven't really learned that much. And like a lot of my experience was doing kind of running gun music videos. I didn't know much about like diffusion. And like when you're lighting, you, uh, uh, you know, pop star, you want to light them with flattering light. Boom. And I don't know in the YouTube video, you can see it. But if you're listening, you could definitely like look this up and follow along. Like when you see Jesse sitting in the chair performing during the fashion show, his light is incredibly harsh. I actually think we had like a mirror or something because I was trying to like skip we the had, light on his face. I think we had some mirror boards. Like a little like one by ones. Um, but yeah, it was, I look up. back on it and like, yeah, right here. That is so trash. Like me looking back <laughs> on it, I would have for sure brought in like an eight by or 12 Soft by it. half grid. I mean, it looks good, but it is spicy. It is. I think it's spicy. a combo of hard lighting on a subject that you want to be more flattering. Um, and then a combination of the lenses being incredibly sharp. So like any pore or detail is just sort of like not being softened. Right. And like I said, like this is, we're kind of learning like firsthand, right? So like I can look back at this and kind of reminisce, but in the moment I didn't know any better. It's not like I opted to do this because I wanted to, it was just cause I literally did not uh, didn't know about diffusion. And I didn't really have like that rep or, um, you know, now as a cinematographer, you'd have like your gaffer and key grip right. and you could be like, this is the look I want and then lean on them. Right. I did not really know how to delegate. It was just sort of like, I had, I think a couple of genie guys, but they were just kind of like, what do you want? And I was like, yeah. oh, I need light here. You know, it's like I, the language to, to kind of get the look I wanted wasn't quite there. So this was the next setup. So after this, you can see right here, kind of this fashion show where it's the wide shot, walking through close up, changing outfits, 
then she he's model or she's modeling for him in the living room. And so then we moved to this living room setup where it's him sipping a glass of whiskey, singing the song as she tries on all the outfits that, you know, they had just come back, you know, bought shopping and he's just admiring her. Obviously the song's super bad. So I was talking about, yo, you're super bad here. You can see my digital flares coming in over here. Yeah. What did you do? Like a flash frame? Yeah. yeah I did a little flash frame flare. Just, I, I used to do that, like flash frame into the next thing with like just keying the levels. I would key it and then key out into the next frame. Nice. But yeah, just digital flare there. Some more tracking. Dude, that steady cam wasn't, it looked Dude, so Neil good. killed it. Yeah. Like look at these shots. See, there's the flash frame again. No, but the runway down that little narrow uh, part of the house looks so good. Yeah, I mean, it all it still looks great. And this is, you know, how many years ago? Crazy. I mean, six or seven years. Another flash frame. So, yeah, that was the next setup. Then we shot all of this stuff. We shot his performance stuff. Then we shot her modeling all the outfits and just, again, had to change. Shoot a bunch of stuff. Change. Shoot a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Change. And so that, that whole section from the car drive scene pulling up to her walking down the runway to this living room. I want to say ate up what, like 75% of our day. So let me mention this too. I did not know about like breaking for lunch after six mm, hours. Yeah. So like I'm also dealing with like the crew kind of revolting against me, <laughs> like people coming up to me very nicely. They weren't be like, yo, F you man. But like kind of six hours, roll, you know, six hours after call. And for those watching or listening that maybe haven't quite got to a set of this tier where there's certain like regulations and stuff. I mean, this isn't even just union practice. This is just like normal. Like right. if you have a 12 hour shooting day, technically in six hours from the, so say your call time was 12 PM at 6 PM, you need to be like offering your crew lunch in a 30 minute break. I didn't know that. We also didn't like have crafty or like waters or anything. Or if we did, it was very minimal. No, we did. We did. I, I know. I remember the grip coming. I was like, dude, there's no waters. Like mm. can we get that figured out. And maybe we had they somebody did. that ran I think out. then they figured it out. Cause I remember in the kitchen there being stuff. Gotcha. So, but anyway, um, so long story short, I'm kind of dealing with that like crew morale being really low. Cause I didn't know that's a big right. part of being a cinematographer. As yeah. I mentioned in one of the episodes, like that's kind of one of the things that kind of pushed me away from wanting to do it because as you like scale more, you're not just focusing on like the lighting and the framing, but you're also like dealing with your team and like managing your team, not only with the director, but like, I remember the yeah, grip and gaff were kind of like, yo, this is kind of like yeah. whack, like where's lunch. So I'm dealing with that as we're like the day is slipping by and it's tricky because like they're asking for like a 30 minute lunch and you're like, bro, the sun is setting. Like we got to <laughs> shoot. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So moving outside after that, we moved outside to do two scenes, uh, the pool scene of where it's a performance looking down into the water, skipping some light in. We'll talk about the lighting setup real this quick for that. Turned out dope. Yeah. It turned out sick. And then the classic, fish tank. Dude, do you remember that story? So I was like, I really wanted to do an underwater shot, but we didn't have, I don't know if we necessarily had budget for it, but I just didn't even know where to begin to like try and source and find an underwater rig, well, yeah, shooter. That is. Yeah, you and, need to get like a Gates underwater housing, yeah. an underwater op, scuba. So all of that considered just timing, the money, the, the lack of resources to find that. I was like, I need a solution to get this water shot. And it just like popped into my head. Like, I'm going to go get a fish tank from like PetSmart or Petco. And we'll just like, obviously if fish tanks keep water in, like if we put the camera in and put the fish tank in the water, camera's not going to get in. And we just, I just need that like half under half over water yeah. shot. We're not submerging the camera underwater. For sure. And so I remember, bro, you were freaking out on set. Well, like I was about, just sort of like, I, I don't know if my memory is failing me, but I do remember like, 
Well, I mean, first off, like, as I mentioned, had to get insurance for this camera, which was like a value of over $200,000. So and you're like, yeah, bro, let's put this red Epic with a master prime. There it is. If you're watching the YouTube video, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It just like anything could go wrong. Like I, I don't, we never like battle tested it. And we didn't it. have the battery on the back. We were using I think I was power. trying to like make it really in my school of thought, which I probably would have still done today. Like let's make it as light and minimal as possible. Yeah. If you put like a big heavy red in there, I didn't want like the glass to fracture. I wonder what everyone else was thinking like crew wise. If they're like, yo, what the hell are they doing? Or if they're like, oh, this is a good idea. Like I'm not sure. Product but combo. But the, <laughs> the shot turned out very, very cool. It's sick. And it, it really set like uh i remember doing like a like a youtube video about our instagram or something and it kind of really set a way for people doing it and using it and i get tagged and stuff all the time when people do this little trick but yeah it turned out cool i mean we just this little half under you can see it kind of like half submerged there um and we did a shot mind you the water was freezing because it was february oh so. yeah and the sun had gone down so like we're artificially lighting it to be like sunset yeah you know yeah and the so HMI. there you can see tom right there me um yeah just kind of at the edge of the pool there's some of the yeah, well ungraded play, footage. Actually. That's sick. Boom, coming up out of the water. Like, dude, that's sick. It is really cool. Like here, hold on, let's just reset. So there's playing. Jesse kind of, yeah, boom. I just needed that little moment, like boom, underwater, coming out. And there's one other shot too where it's like she's kind of half floating under looking right into the camera lens. So yeah, um, yeah that's the raw ungraded footage. But so we did that. That was cool. And then, yeah, going back to just that shot, I don't know if you want to touch on, I don't know who came up with the, I know I was like, I want to do a high, so high angles for just in general are much more just flattering. And Jesse being like a pop star, good looking guy, like we're not going to like shoot this low angle as he's looking down. That's sure. much more like rap music video. You had a reference. I don't know what, I think it, God, I don't know. what. It might've actually been a Bieber video that had been out at the, around that time. Mm, I remember you maybe. showing me something where it's like, I want to recreate this. And we did our own version. Oh, he of did it. it on Steady. He did. That's what I'm saying. He was not even an Apple box. Dude, so he's, he's such a beast. He stood on the ladder and just steadied out. Yeah. Okay. And then, so yeah, we're skipping the, is that an M18? What is that? It was M18. Or one via 1.2. And we're skipping that into the water behind. And then we're having people like kind of move the water. So the light would like ripple and dance on the water behind him, give it depth and texture. And then we lit him. I think there was a little diffusion. It's right somewhere in here, but we lit him and put it through a little diffusion right, yeah. right there. Ah. I'm missing it. There it is. We're setting it up there. But yeah, so that shot turned out cool. We did that as a performance take all the way through. Here's the raw ungraded footage. You got nice ripple texture behind him, soft light on him. Looked great. And then for the last exterior shots of the day, I don't know if we need to touch on that one too Yeah, much. I think kind of maybe because we're yeah, around like 30 minutes right now. So I guess the... Baby face. Dude, look, yeah, this, look at that steady look cam. Look at the little Clyde cam over there. Um, I don't even know. Who but yeah, is. so I guess I'm just, you know, kind of reminiscing on the day. Like basically for, you know, I we I just feel like we learned so much. As I yeah. mentioned earlier, like we were just so... Like that we're learning kind of firsthand. And I will say like in doing this, we came out the other side like way more like, I mean, I, I learned a lot about just managing crew. I learned mm -hmm. a lot about lighting. I'm sure you learned about like working with like, 
you know, a, a big talent and, you know, models and hair and make like, do we like, we're just kind of thrown into a situation where we just had to like, kind of like figure it out. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, uh, so yeah, we did this little exterior scene out here. That's like the next morning kind of vibe that actually is probably like the best looking shot of the entire video. I love how this shot looks yeah, and like comes in. Now looking at it though, the like, diffusion look at that. Ungraded. was, yeah, it looks good. That's beautiful. I would have now, I'm kind of looking at it from like a brain that's obviously having shot a lot more stuff. I was using like a, I think a silk cloth. So I guess I did use diffusion. I just didn't think to use it for the other scene. Yeah. But like, I, it's like so thick, bro. I, it looks like he's in shade. I would have definitely done like highlight right, or grid. Right, but right. yeah, this is like the morning after shot. Yeah, I don't um, mind it. It looks great. Like the graded footage, I warmed up a little bit too. And it like, it, it looks really good. So then after that, that was like one of the last shots of the day. We did a little handheld shot outside. Then we moved inside for the final like nighttime scene, which is like, do, do you even, do you remember the lights you used? Or we you know it's funny we went to this place in hollywood yeah. i remember because we had to rent them and they yeah. were like these like bar lights yeah because yeah i mean i remember the song or album i think it was called something technicolor yeah yeah so i remember like a, a motif you're like hey i want like when like that da -na 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 -na, like yeah. guitar part like Those you wanted like technicolor yeah colors. which i love that idea and this is like pre like rgb lighting yeah which is so funny because like obviously concert lighting at that time had been around so like we had just rented like these concert like bar lights that you know if you've ever been to like a concert or a theater uh, or not like a, a concert yeah like they have these like giant like sort of rgb lights that yeah. aren't meant for like film they're just sort of like they look cool so it wasn't like you could like set like a color it was just sort of like you hit a button and they like flickered between different colors and yeah. stuff so yeah i don't know it was just like we were definitely dealing with like lighting technology that hadn't quite caught up to like what we're used to today yeah you know? and so this was the kind of final shot of the night and the you think about this one uh, and dude, John Luke killed it, but like, mind you, he's a director. Like he was just like a really good friend of mine who I brought on to pull focus on certain videos and pulling focus on a master prime just for any, anyone listening. It's incredibly difficult given that the lens is so, 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 so sharp when you're even just a little bit out of focus, it tells on you. You're like, oh wow. It's Cause you're so used to seeing this hyper clarity right, right. image and we're the hardest thing to do on Steadicam for a focus puller. It's ins and outs, ins and outs, because you're always ins and outs wide open too. Yeah. And we're shooting at a 1.3 aperture on like a 35 or 50 mil. And I just remember like it was really hard for him to nail this. Yeah. And like I remember we had to do quite a few takes. We're approaching the end of our day and like it was really stressful. I just remember like and it wasn't even like he just never had done that. You yeah. know what I mean? So and here's the final kind of moment when I called that's a wrap. There's Jesse, me, his manager. Oh, there's you to the right. Oh man, he was stoked. So going on that, like, look how stoked he is right here. I'm stoked too, but bam, let's go. Um, I remember. So after this, do you remember taking shots? Were you in there for that moment or no? I was so in like brain fog trying to just like, yeah. <laughs> so they ended up, it was like the producer, me, Jesse, the manager, just, it was small. It wasn't like the whole crew, whatever. They, he kind of like pulled us off into the kitchen. He's just like, I want to, you know, thank you, Jake, Adimu, da, 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 like, you know, amazing job. And we, we did like one shot, but then he, um, he was like, yo, come here. And he pulled me aside and the we, producer or, uh, no, Jesse. And we went off into a room, like just kind of hallway room off to the side. And he was just like, yo, like amazing job. Thank you so much today. And he goes, how old are you? And I was just like, um, 23. And he goes, bro, you're going to be a star. He's like, you, you're going to be a star. This is 
one of the best set experiences I've been. Oh, a part, wow. This is one of the best set experiences I've been a part of. And I've been doing this a long time. What's and crazy I, is like he's done. What's that song? Beautiful girl. Yeah. Or, uh, Be- um, he had a yeah. huge song. Yeah. And like, if you look back at that video, this is like in that like late 90s, early 2000s, where like video budgets were like massive. Dude, 500K. Not to say his was, but like in that era of these massive mega videos for MTV. Yeah. Um, it, watch. If you just delete Superbad and type in Jesse McCartney, I bet the first reference is Beautiful Soul. Yeah. Beautiful Soul. That's the there one that go. most people know. Like, I mean, this is like an ultra, you know. Mega. Anyway, so long story short, like, you know, for him to say that is really cool because I mean, having he's probably been on those like five hundred thousand dollar videos. So yeah. to do, I mean, yeah, like a smaller. No, I just remember, I just remember that moment so vividly because it was just like, I mean, yeah, it was like to hear that and have it come from him and and say that like that gave me so much confidence. Like, all right, I can I can really do this. And it was just yeah, I mean, it was cool. And for him to be so nice and do that and say that too, like he was great. He was so thankful to everyone. No, he like, literally like went up and like I remember because yeah. I worked with artists who don't even look at you or like yeah. don't even talk to you. And like he like hey, my name's Jesse. Like introduced himself yeah. to all the crew and like it just those little things go a long way. Like no. I think he's just a really good dude. Yeah. So, but I guess kind of close this out post production being the last step of this thing. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, these lenses kind of got us into a little trouble because skin tones on our number one, Jesse and her were just, we didn't have, we didn't, yeah. I didn't even know what a promise or softening was. So like his, you know, he was not super and that's into where people, A lot of people don't understand like, oh, you just do it in post or wh- who uses filters or diffusion. I'll rub Vaseline on my thing. It's like filters exist for a reason. Sure. For multiple Always reasons. Have, yeah. Softening skin blooming highlights, so- lifting your contrast, whatever. But that would have helped probably tremendously on oh, this 100%. video, especially in the close-ups. Like even if we didn't use it on some of the wides, but like moved it, used it on the close-ups. But if we would have used like a quarter diffusion, like it would have helped tremendously. But that was like a big battle in post is they were, the biggest thing was like, yo, my skin and, and like the skin of every, like her, me, it's like way too razor sharp. Can see all like little details and blemishes. Like we need to soften it. What and do you I, end up using like Cosmo? I think it was Magic just Bullet. Magic Bullet Cosmo plug in and had to like really try and soften up the skin tones and it was a, i'd never done anything like that so no, it's tricky I, like I think you have to like out. tell the app like what the target skin yeah. tone color is but yeah no i mean we learned kind of firsthand like and like i think shortly after that's when i got like my quarter i think i had like black promise yeah. or you know we started to use it a bit more yeah just because like on this video like oh dang like you know and I mean, that's what ultimately led into us like starting prism one day. Like, I mean, those filters are like $500 and it was yeah. like, yo, we need to make more affordable options. Cause like for us back then to like spend $500 on a piece of glass, oh, to man, throw in I front was of your so lens. broke. Like yeah. I, me, I mean, I talked about in another episode, I don't know if like at the date of this release, it'll be out or not. I only had like two memory cards for my Scarlet. I just couldn't afford to buy like big thousand dollar pieces of gear. So the idea of buying a $500 piece of glass, I was like, eh, yeah. like, yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. What would so, you say is the biggest thing you learned, I guess, to close it out from this, like that you took to future sets, like that you were like, wow, I, I learned that the hard way, you know? I think, I think like time management and like, like being able to, you know, communicate with the different departments, you know, um, but also just, I think one of the main big things is that like, I can do this. Like I was sh- look, I couldn't sleep. I was a nervous wreck before blah, blah, blah. And like then having that validation at the end from Jesse, like I said, of like, he was just like, yo, this was one of the best experiences I've had. It kind of gave me that confidence moving forward. Like, yo, whatever's throwing my way, like 
it's nothing. Isn't that crazy? Because so. on the day we're putting out fires, I'm learning how to fuck, you know, use a steady cam. You're dealing with all this hair and makeup stuff, and you're thinking, dang, this thing's a train wreck. And but from that's like I think what's important for people listening and watching is like trying to sheathe the artist from the chaos. Like yeah. don't invite them into the chaos. Things the set could be burning down, but as long as the artist is looking the other way and they think it's looking, you know, it's yeah. looking amazing. Oh, this is so good. Try to put those fires out behind the scenes because I think for him other than maybe kind of having to be brought into the hair and makeup situation, which I'm sure he didn't really care about. He probably thought everything was going smooth and behind the scenes, yeah. you know, underneath, like me and you were like, oh my God, we're dealing with all this. And like, he probably didn't even know that was all going on. So that's like an important thing to not like rope your artist in and cloud their vision. Yeah. As soon as you start telling the artist, Jesse, whoever you're working with, like, oh, hey man, we're really behind this fall focus broke or hey, we actually, you know, it's like now they're like, wait, what? Like you don't want to like ruin confidence for them. You 100%. Know? Um, but yeah, this video everything went well um everything was great and then that is ultimately what led us into the next big project which was the tracy braxton one yeah. which you know we've we talked, talked about, about before yeah. but um yeah i mean great experience fun day cool totally. video cool experiences to look back on really leveled up our just knowledge experience and helped us a lot moving forward and that was our big our first big set experience budget and um i have a funny yeah, little yeah. Uh, uh button to this okay do you remember what we did that weekend with all this gear we rented oh, we went down we to do? skid row and shot a video for kyle's brother You're and i right. remember we left all that gear in the u-haul and don't worry nothing got stolen but i remember like we we're like right like, do we have all this gear like Let's we should video and we also did a video for that guy that had those red octobers we like do it was a mega oh, weekend that's right yeah we shot the black the kyle, and white the kyle and ugly video the next day the next day then we shot the phil crown video yeah. the black and white one it was the uh, in, in your as well. air tonight yeah, or, yeah in the air tonight Dude, Which is crazy. And wild. that was at the old Fat Eye studio before the... Wow. I mean, this what episode could go on for so long, but no, it's like we've always kind of like just like just full send. I yeah. remember because that whole day, I'm like stressed because we have all these other little... Because pro- I think you and I were like, dude, we rented this like mega camera package. Let's go ham. And like, yeah. I think we used some of the Phil Crown budget to like leverage. It was kind of crazy. But yeah, yeah that was that was nuts. Anyways. Cool. Wow. That was a fun one. Yeah, we might have to do this more often. Kind of like, I just thought this would be a, this was like a big pillar in our come up was this bigger video uh, where we were very much out of our depth. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to break it down. If you guys were listening and want to watch some of the setups we're talking about, we had a TV and we're scrubbing through, but hopefully as a listener, you're able to still kind of get the cues of what we were talking about. So, um, so yeah, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let us know if there's any future topics you want us to cover, or even if you're familiar with our work, videos you you're want like, us to break this video down. Yeah, videos yeah. you want us to talk about. Like, if you're again familiar with our work, let us know in the comments below, like, yo, y'all should talk about this video and the experiences with that and how that happened or whatever. So, um, yeah. And then on the podcast side, yeah, same thing. Just uh, depending on like where you're listening to, scroll down if you are enjoying it, leave a star rating, leave a comment, and I think here pretty soon, I think it'd be really cool to do a giveaway Hmm. where one of the reviews on the Apple podcast app will just give away a master bundle. I like that. A TC master bundle. Okay. When this episode airs, uh, this one, when we're recording it, it might be queued up in a little bit, but if you are listening to this right now, leave a review on Apple podcast app and we're going to mail you a random, random review. We'll pick one person. Pick one person and we'll announce it on the next episode. 
And the TC Master Bundle is our post-production company. It's like $4,000 worth of, you know... Products, yeah. assets, effects, documents for, yeah, video editing, filming, production, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah just pretty crazy. All you got to do, literally no strings attached, leave a star rating, be like, yo, love the pod. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just a review and at random, we'll we'll pick one. So And then we'll have to do a YouTube one, maybe on... Uh, uh, n- the next episode or uh, that'd few be cool. Like you now. know, like random just keep YouTube. switching off and yeah, just throughout we should just do random giveaways of stuff. Yeah, but so. this one is solely on the, the podcast. Apple Podcast app. Apple Podcast. Um, so yeah, check it out. Cool um, guys. Uh, you already know. <laughs> it's Tom. It's Jake. You already know. Peace. Sheesh. <laughs>